not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. <laughs> it's amazing that we're still able to do this on episode 56 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. I never get tired of saying that. I All right, it. I decided to sit up. It was starting to hurt my back. <laughs> ah, the joys of age. I want to slouch, no, no, but it just, hurts it's things. A bad angle. Huh? I want to slouch, but it hurts. As I it was, was it was a it was a slouch and a twist. <laughs> so after a while, it was like the middle of your back locks up, and yeah, yeah. But it also might have just given this episode a title: a slouch and a twist. <laughs> a slouch and a twist. Order that the next time you're out. See what you get. <laughs> slouch and a twist. So what's going on? We bartender rolls up. What can you get you? I want to get a slouch with a twist, please. <laughs> it might get kicked off your stool. I don't know. Could go either way. So uh, it's been like a month Maybe. since we did this. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What you? What have you been up to? I know what I've been. been. Yeah, I was just looking. It says our last episode was recorded on two six. We missed one, but it's been kind of chaos. Oh, okay, chaosy around here. Um, yeah. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? I have a f- couple of things written down. Oh Jesus, are we doing this already? Hang on. Uh, hang on. Really? Okay. I'm there, okay. I'm. I'm back. I'm back. The stupid thing is sitting right next okay. to me, and I don't know why it's doing that. But anyway, um, anyway, what have you been up to for the last month? What exciting is going on in, in uh, Steve uh, Busy. Get a new kitchen. A whole new kitchen? Yeah, pretty much. All right. So has that started? Has the uh, demolition yeah, begun? A, I, demolition is over. It was a one-day thing. And uh, I managed... We took out a stove, a dishwasher, and all the cabinets and uh, put them in the garage, and I sold them two days later. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, you, so then did yes. you do the remodel yourself, or did you have it contra- contracted out? How did all that work? That's a big That's a big one. So, so we, we uh, got a contractor who's done some work around the house, came out, uh, we actually picked out cabinets back in October, mm-hmm. and they finally came in like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh wow! Holy cow! Uh, yeah. So, um, and then you get the contractor and the cabinet maker. Cabinet maker in January is like, "Hey, they're done." Contractor's like, "They're not done. They're not painted yet." Cabinet maker's like, and I was like, "You know what, guys? I don't care. Just give me a date, so I can." And then take they get you called Kristen and like, "Oh, we're coming out next Tuesday." Hmm. Okay, so yeah. I guess I know what I'm doing this weekend, right? 
What's that? That's how that goes. Oh, yeah, they're coming exactly. Tuesday. Taking all the uh, cabinets out. Yeah. So had, have we done so, this yeah. since we had the big freeze and I had to like, you know, butcher all the trees? I don't think we have. Probably not. It might be one of the reasons that we haven't done that. That actually probably and, uh, is why. So we had this big freeze and we have like 10 live oaks in our yard. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they, it was like gunfire down up in, and there's live oaks all over down my street. And it was like gunfire as those things started breaking under the weight of the ice. Just pap, 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 pap. <laughs> so I spent all of a Saturday on a ladder with my chainsaw. Uh, cutting limbs down, cutting, tr- cutting trees down, cutting limbs off of trees and cutting lim- limbs down for firewood and or uh, hauling away. And the, <laughs> the very last fucking limb got me. I was like okay. literally on the, like at the very top of my extension ladder with my little chainsaw. And I didn't realize how that branch was. It looked like it was just broken off and I just need to finish cutting it. And um, it was actually pretty well wedged. So as soon as my chainsaw went through the branch, it was, wow, right there. You can see my new scar, actually, Ooh. right there. See it? Oh, nice, nice, Yeah. Nice. Hit my sunglasses, drove them into my face, I just, and I had this lovely shiner and slash under my eyes. So yeah, I have this new badass scar from from the freeze cleanup. So I'm, I'm kind of digging that. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, uh, we didn't do uh, pickup sticks all winter, so... We did that one day, and you know, I started a little fire in the backyard, and they burned them all up. <laughs> there was so there was I got so a many... lovely little smoke ring. If you were to cut me in half, you would have seen a smoke ring. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. Very nice. We had yeah. there were so many trees down in my neighborhood. So much stuff piled up. We got a letter from the homeowners association. You're not allowed to have a burn pile in your yard because they just knew we were about to start lighting shit on fire. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, our my excuse has always been if I ever get busted for this, I'm going to say if that's the case, then the target within city limits should not be allowed to sell. What are you doing? Hello. Dinner. Yeah. That's your daughter? Uh, should not be allowed to send, uh, sell the, um, whatchamacallits, the, the little well, fire pits. Little burn fire pits. pits. Yeah. yeah, little fire pits. So I, I think that you've allowed Target to bring this into the neighborhood. And uh, truly, it's, on, it's all on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have gotten together, like, like literally, there was like, my next door neighbor was out with his chains on his teenage son. Laura and I were out. The guy next door had a crew cut nair trees down. The, the guy who's two houses down, he used to play football for UT in the 60s, was out cutting his down. I'm like, we should have just piled them all up in the middle of the street and torched that shit. It would have saved us all so much time. It does. You know, and that's the thing. We we have we and I also do this. We keep a bag of like hot dogs and s'more stuff mm-hmm. ready. So I figure if the fire department ever shows up, it's just like throw a hot dog on a stick. It's like, what are you guys doing? No, we're just cooking cooking lunch, man. Cooking lunch. <laughs> I uh, uh, after we stacked up all that stuff in the corner of the yard, I, I looked at Lauren and I said, I understand why your stepfather enjoyed his burn pile out on the ranch now. He's pile it up and throw some diesel on it and watch that shit go up in flames. Very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. God damn it. There we go. Fire. Fire, fire. Away she goes. (laughs) 
Well, um, a couple I, hours I, later, you're done. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, I wanted to ask you something. I had a, I have one of my things I written down, in the, and you're my go-to guy. So, I'm sure you've seen the uh, the story about Funko like burying thirty million dollars worth of inventory. Have we reached mm-hmm. market saturation now? The one I've been predicting for the last five years. Are we there now? Are they just overproduce no. <laughs> things that don't sell? What? Which? Which? Tell, tell me about it. Yeah, I think they they just. Uh... Okay, so a friend of mine has a website, or he did. It was like called Jaffo, just another Funko Observer. And so about five, seven, five years ago, he interviews Brian Marotti, the CEO of Funko. Right. And, you know, kind of asked him a couple of questions, like, where do you want to be in five years and this and that? And, and, and he makes some comments about wanting to be a billion dollar company. And, and, and I don't want to be around forever. Right. And at this point, Funko sales are probably around 300 to $400 million a year. And so over the next four or five years, Funko becomes a billion dollar company. Did they really? And then Brian basically, yeah, they did. They sell a little over a billion dollars worth of shit. Say that again. How much? Yeah, when you do the math, it just blows your mind because <laughs> that's that gives insane. You roughly the amount of toys that they have to sell a year. It is insane. Um, but anyway, the, but, uh, so anyway, uh, Funko becomes a billion dollar company. And Brian walks away. And I think that they, they had in their minds that the, that sales thing was just always going to go up and that people, no matter how many Deadpool, Batman, Spider-Man variations you made, like any toy company, uh, you know, and Jungle Doug. Batman, Jungle Spider-Man, right. Stealth Spider-Man, yeah, Disco Batman. See-through Wolverine. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. You, you basically got to a point where, you know, um, they, they were producing too much, way too much. And I've always maintained that in order to be a billion-dollar company year after year after year, um, Basically, every man, woman, and child in America has to become a Funko collector at some point. Uh, they had to have gotten close. And I it, mean, just based on the sheer they volume. Had to have close, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you, you see, like, the mega collectors who'd have, like, you know, a wall. And, and I'm on some of these groups that, like, you know, people are like, just got my 2,000th pop. And you're like, 2,000? <laughs> just Discriminate, man. Just, That's you know, a lot of um, greenbacks. Focus, focus. Yeah, you can't love them At all. Ten dollars a pop. I yeah, mean, if, I mean, I'm just doing the math. No, Ten to twelve. And, it's and, like and, that's that's a quarter million bucks, right? Is my math off? It's close. That's a lot of money. What did you say it was? Like a quarter. Ten, ten two thousand and ten. Oh. No, twenty-five thousand. My math was off. It's been a long day. Yeah, I just got back from a trip out of town, okay. and I spent all day in the books. So, um, I, it's been a long day. Yeah, okay, but yeah, so I, I think what ended up happening is that they did. They just, and I think, <clears throat> okay, so like during COVID, their supply chain chain tightened up, and everybody bought everything that was released because they were just jonesing for a Funko hookup. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I sold a bunch of stuff online during COVID, I made money hand over fist. 
selling crap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it's this is a, it's a you know, it's a, it's a five dollar pop, and I was getting twenty bucks for it. Nice. Um, yeah, it was insane. I mean, I made a lot of money in that little COVID period, <laughs> um, and I didn't even sell anything good. That was the worst. <laughs> that's the best that's time, the right? Worst part when you sell <laughs> yeah. sell stuff that you don't want. When you, and sell, it's, when you sell it at a premium, that's awesome. When you, yeah, when you sell crap at a premium, it's like when the world of Springfield so anyway, figures were hot, and I, you could I sell any one of those for a. And, I said it's like when the world of uh, Springfield uh, Simpsons things were so. Kinda... I said it's like when the world of Springfield figures were so hot, and you oh, could yeah, just yeah. pick up any one of those and sell them for at least twice what you paid for it. Can you hear me? And you're froze. Hey, yeah, I can. Okay, cool. All right, so so they, are they really going to? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Are you? Are they really going to just dump them? Are they not going to like you know? I mean, they're getting some. They're getting some bad press for the, the press for the. We're just going to dump the inventory. I mean, could they not just don't? I'm kind of of the mind. Couldn't they just donate it and still take the tax write off? I mean, I'm sure there's some some financial accounting wrangling going well, on there, I, but I, whatever. The, well, I, the, the way I look at it is that somebody said that they have to provide said posited whatever uh, it, because uh, they are not licensed to create donations uh, they're licensed to create, create cash sales gotcha and so i i i, I kind of get the impression that they're in a situation where they have to destroy and you know, provide proof to the licensor that they aren't selling them, that they are in fact destroying them. And so they don't owe them for the, because you figure the licensor probably knows that they made 25,000. Oh, yeah, they have to um, report that, I'm sure. 25,000. Yeah, so like the licensor knows they made 25,000 um, uh, Philly Fanatics, okay? <laughs> and so they're expecting, huh? Yeah, so they're, they're going Along the lines and going, okay, well, I get, you know, 30 cents or 20 cents or whatever my, my royalty is on that sale. And so I'm expecting to get X number of dollars. And then so Funko would probably have to provide them proof that, nope, I, I didn't. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually does make a lot of sense. It's all in my shred documents and little shredders agreement. And every one of your pieces was shredded in accordance with, yeah. You know, that makes sense. That best does. practices or best shredding practices or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, you know, it, it's not the first time that, and it's not the first time they've taken like a big write-off on extra inventory. Um, I want to say maybe five years ago or so, uh, they hit through a big growth spurt. They got to the end of the year and they ended up like donating $5 million worth of pops to local charities there in the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, it's not like the it's not like the first time that it's happened. Um, okay. Yeah, they're getting horrible press, horrible, horrible press, and I, I I honestly think some of that's driven by people who are like, I fucking hate these Funko guys. Boom, they destroy you know. You no, know, that and you know they should just give them to me. The neck beards are also yeah. up in arms. I'm like, you know what? It's, well, it's should, a business. Um, yeah, and it's like you, there probably are accounting reasons for doing it this way. 
Yeah, there, oh, there you know? certainly are. I mean, it's it's a inventory control situation as well. I mean, they can't yeah just write them down. I mean, they gotta no, they have to do something with them after they write them down. So, you know, it's not a big to me. It's not a big deal, probably right. because it's it. If they're destroying it, it's because nobody bought it. So. Well, that's the thing. All the voices that are like, you should just give them to the collectors. Well, if you had bought them, they wouldn't be sitting on a shelf in a, in a warehouse, in a storage unit, in a, in a tractor trailer somewhere. You know, exactly. That's, that's, that's how commerce works. You have to buy all of it, not just the ones you want. Exactly. Exactly. So... Uh, some people are up in arms. I, on, on a positive note, maybe it'll flush some of the flippers and the hustlers out of the uh, out of it. You know, yeah. thinking, oh well, Funko just destroyed thirty million. Uh, you know, uh, or it could make it worse. It is that maybe they, or could, it could make it worse. Or you know, I mean, you'll have those those and, and they idiot uh, flippers will go. Well, there's thirty million less pieces. Yes, but again. Those 30 million pieces were sitting in inventory. They weren't chases. Nobody was buying them. So if you're like hanging your hat on the, you know, the see-through R2-D2, yeah. I think you're on the wrong, you're, you're doing this wrong. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that because I don't, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have not bought like a, a new pop in, I don't know, months. Because nothing out there interests me. Yeah, I look at them. I'm like, now that being eh? said, yeah. I mean, there's a couple that I, I I bought like a, you know, they do these dumb treatments like they do black light. Mm -hmm. That's been overplayed. Their new thing is faceted, and it's like, uh, what the? It doesn't look like a jewel. It's still painted. You, it's not. God damn it, guys. Is it like the old, like, I you know, know like the they used to have those, those letters when we were kids that you put on a T-shirt that were like prism-y? Are they just putting stickers on them? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're actually, they're they're flattening out the edges, and, and, and you're just kind of looking at it going, ah, uh, uh, shit. Isn't that off brand? million dollars worth of stuff to be thrown away. Yeah, who knows anymore? But one of the one of the treatments they did was like a wood tone figures, where they either, uh, you know, dipped them or painted them to look like wood, mm -hmm. and so they did a Pinocchio like that. And I thought, well, that's a fun one because I've always oh. liked Pinocchio. It's I one of my were, favorite. You're gonna say movies. it was all veiny. I'm sorry. I... No, 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 no. <laughs> Sometimes they're just for me. But if you, but um. but if you want to go wait a minute, if you want to go down that route, you need to look at the Gabba Gabba Hay pops. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. One of the characters looks like a cactus with bumps on it. Yeah, it's a big dildo. And the proto, and the prototype should only sell for about. Yeah. Well, the proto should only sell for like about thirty-five, fifty bucks, right? And the, somebody had it for like three hundred, and and everybody talked about how no one was buying the Funko dildo. You know, <laughs> the, uh, the the old Steely Dan was just not making it. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to something about Steely Dan. Are they really a band if they just like you know studio musicians, basically on 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 cocaine or meth? You know. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are one of the cornerstones of yacht rock, <laughs> if for what it's worth. Uh, I did go see what's left of them 
last year with Jack. Um, you know, it was a little weird because, you know, okay. there's really only two guys that are technically Steely Dan. It's Becker and Fagan, and Becker's dead. Right. So then they shoved <laughs> uh, Fagan out into the front of the stage behind his organ, and he's a creepy little mo- Morlock on a good day. It's like like Rayman Zarek with no personality on the keyboard. Um, you know, and he's... Like Rayman Zarek meets like Rayman Zarek crossed with Ray Charles because he's got that kind of thing going, and uh, yeah, I mean they were still good, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's he bought the got the best musicians he could find to play the songs to cash the check. It's what mm-hmm. they've always been. So are they a band? Yeah, okay. in the loosest Just sense check. of the term, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are a, a constant source of irritation to my wife because I will listen to some of their stuff. I like some of their stuff, a lot of their stuff. Um, and, and and Jack does too, thanks to me. And uh, so and she hates them. So we'll we'll drop a kid's Charlemagne on it and our my old school and which really annoys the shit out of my wife, which makes it even better. So. Uh, whenever I want to do that, I do uh, Billy Joe's Zanzibar. <laughs> I've got the old man's car. I've got a jazz guitar. I've got a tad at Zanzibar. If you need me, that's where I That's I'll where be. I are. Uh, I just, I don't <laughs> that's know. the only thing that works with the rhyme scheme. Just, you know, <laughs> that's where I are. I uh, are. Pirate says are. It just gets looped into my head. Our pirate says are. <laughs> that's Zanzibar. And it's, it's, it's so I, one of my friends, Brian's huge Billy Joel fan, huge Billy Joel fan. And for a while, uh, Sirius XM had the Billy Joel channel. Right. And maybe we talked about this during the, the, the Sammy Agar stuff. We did, but go ahead. You know, I always wondered that, yeah, because what would he sound like if you remix some of the songs, but then you listen to interviews from the band and, and it's like, no, man, that part's written and you really don't riff on that part. Yeah, yeah, like you doing this, you don't riff on that part. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in this song, you don't riff on that part. You're like, okay, I got it. I got it. Billy Joel's a control freak and you're not allowed to riff on so, songs. So Billy Joel and, and uh, Donald Fagan have a lot in common then. So see, is Billy Joel a there band? Is Steely Dan a band? Um, Billy Joel is not a band. He is a something. Very lucky Italian dude from Staten Island. Let's just be honest. With the vocal range that goes from here to here. (laughs) He's got the vocal range of Stallone's acting ability. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's that that, uh, nuanced. Yeah. Connor and I watched Cobra the other night, and it was like, oh, my God. This is... (laughs) I had never seen it all the way through, believe it or not. And I'm like, for a mid-80s Stallone movie, this is bad. Um, and I'll watch a Stallone movie because I'd watch Samaritan the night before on Netflix. Because like, starts with him putting on the gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's driving around in like the 50s coupe. Okay. Yeah, nothing about it's realistic at all. Yeah. Yeah, the opening gun porn shot where he's like cleaning the gun, putting on the. Yeah, I, I remember. I've never seen beyond that. Yeah, well, there's this whole like uh, hostage taking sequence in a supermarket where, of course, he comes in and starts blowing shit up and, uh, you know, greases the guy. And there's a satanic cult in uh, Brigitte Nielsen is in it because he was married to her at the time. 
and I did a little reading up after we watched it. It was like they they were behind schedule and off budget because apparently they couldn't get Sly and Brigitte out of the trailer. <laughs> so that might explain. Creepy. Yeah, yeah, another visual you really want. Uh, eighty six maybe. 2023, okay. not at all. Um, mm. But I had I, I had watched Samaritan the night before on Netflix, and I was kind of in a Stallone mood, and Connor wanted to watch a movie, and Laura was out of town. So I was like, Samaritan, you know, Samaritan I, had potential. I, I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say, because I was looking to like just hate on it, and it wasn't terrible, although you kind of figured out, I don't know. Oh, the twist was point, not a twist. Like, yeah. No, no, because you're like, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah, he's the, he's, yeah. It was like, oh, no. That's, it was so obvious. They telegraphed that way too early. Yeah. Spoilers, by the yeah. way. Um, Spoil, yeah. It's he's not the Samaritan. Not, you're not spoiling anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> Anybody who's going to watch that movie's already seen it. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was what it was. I mean, yeah. it's a good concept. Um, it just wasn't a great movie, but it was okay. It was a good way to, you know, have some noise in the background while I folded clothes. That's about what it was good for. Yes, that's exactly right. It's background fodder. I yeah. think I was paying bills while I was <laughs> watching it. Yeah, but you kind of look up, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, they're, they're just, they're being way too delicate as they tiptoe around that. That's, there's no way. Uh-huh. And then we, hey, the mistake you made was thinking I was the good guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. you keep calling me the good guy. And apparently he had some sort of like, as a child, had, oh, it was when he was, when his mother delivered him, they squeezed his head too hard with the forceps. That's a, it's not an affectation. That's really how the yeah. man talks. I, was like, I didn't know that. Yes, I, I remember. I, I saw that in an interview. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Samaritan, not good, but it, yeah, getting back to the Billy Joel Zanzibar, um, cause I, I always, it, it it's, I, it, I, I'm obsessed with it because it's, they're like, yeah, you know, Phil Ramone, he said like, do a song about a guy who hangs out at a sports bar and you're thinking, why is he taking a jazz guitar to a sports bar in the old man's car? And then they have that ridiculous sax solo in the middle and you're like, <laughs> oh, it is oh, Billy Joel's song. I know. And it's like, oh, he's at a jazz club. And they're like, no, then why is he singing about Babe Ruth or the Dodgers or the Yankees? And you're just kind of like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm going to open a tab at Zanzibar and just drink myself silly. And wait for her to give me the sign as I go to second base or whatever the <laughs> damn lyrics And all are. of a sudden it segues into a meatloaf song. <laughs> I always think that because there is the one where he's like, I'm going if she'll just give up the sign and you you do kind of flash over. Holy cow. Holy cow. Look at that kid go. (laughs) Going in head first in the third. You know, they didn't tell Phil Rizzuto what the song was going to be when they got him to record the play-by-play, and he was apparently very unhappy when he heard the song. Oh, so they actually had it. It wasn't they sampled it. That no, was a, they had him come in and record like a. They, I guess they gave him like a, like you know, a little script. Yeah, and like go for it, Phil. And he called it looked legit. And then they spliced it together with the heaving and the hawing and the. <laughs> and Scooter was not happy when he heard the end result. Oh, that. That's funny. That's a good story. That's... I love that story. Oh. 
So, um, did you see Quantum Mania? I have not seen Quantum uh, Mania. Right. Uh, we were going to see it, and my, my daughter was like, "Well, I want to see Cocaine see- Bear." <laughs> we're like, oh. "You want to see Cocaine Bear?" <laughs> Lauren said that to me, and I'm like, "Wait, what? Well, you're 18. Knock yourself out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, like I said, you're 18. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I finally did see Wakanda Forever, or most of it, the other night when I was on my business trip because I just sat down to to knock it out. And like I said, I saw most of it. I fell asleep sort of in the middle. Um, hey. It was... What'd you uh, think? It was too damn long, one. Two and a half. I mean, I know they had to, like, you know, do the whole first 30 minutes, you know, saying goodbye yeah. to T'Challa. I get that. But even then, it was too long. Um I, I, the part I, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I fell asleep during the obligatory CGI fight scene, so I missed that part. But I saw everything okay. up to that, and there are a lot of moving pieces. Um, mm-hmm. It it was kind of like two or three script treatments they kind of wedged together because there was the whole oh we got to get Ironheart in here, and then we got the whole thing where we're setting up uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus to run the Thunderbolts over here and. Mm-hmm. And we got Namor now, and we got to set up all that, and we got to figure out how to get ourselves out of the corner we painted ourselves into by destroying the heart-shaped herb. It was a lot of things going on. It wasn't very cohesive. Oh, see, I actually, I, 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 I actually thought they did a, a decent job with that stuff. Okay. Well, maybe because you know, I was tired, I did, I, Frankie. No, I, I mean, it, you know, it is a lot that they did, but I didn't. I didn't feel like any parts of it were forced. No, I, 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 it, it never felt like everything. Yeah, I, I thought you could have left out Ironheart completely and been fine. You know, and you could have done it just with. You could have really just done it with Wakanda basically telling the French Foreign Legion to fuck off. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't so hate were, any of the parts. It just seemed like there were a lot of parts moving. Um, no, they did a there lot. There was a lot of it. table setting, and outside of the the straight through narrative of the story, which is one of the problems with the Marvel movies, I think at this point, there's so much table setting going on around the main through line that sometimes it gets a little muddled. I don't know. That's just my thought. No, no. I mean, that's like we talked about how Hawkeye is the best because it's not doing any lifting. Yes. Yeah. And I think even it, you know Moon Knight was 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 decent. It didn't have any lifting. I didn't watch Miss Marvel. I didn't watch that one either. But apparently she there was Hulk, some some lifting in that one. I think um, some yeah probably got to set up prop up Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was better than the first one. And I haven't seen Quantumanian yet, so. Um, all right. Well, I won't. Time. I won't ruin that for you. I will just say um, it does some lifting, but it works, at least in my okay. opinion. Um, okay. I can't say too much because I don't want to ruin something for you. Um, but I do want to because I can say this without ruining anything for you. There's a. I, I, after I saw it, there's a there's a fan theory online, and I'm not a big fan of fan theories, but this one actually I loved, and it fills in a huge gap. So, like, you know how all these, since Endgame, all the Marvel properties kind of seem to be operating untethered from one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, 
no one has mentioned the Celestial from the Eternals at all, right? There's this giant space robot that's frozen, and no one's mentioned that. Somewhere. Yeah. Someone proposed, because they've been leaning so hard on the uh, the multiverse, that all these movies are taking place in different universes. And that's why there's no con- no connectivity. And I'm like, now that would be smart. That would be smart. And you could then pull characters from different universes when you're starting to do something else. I mean, you got Shang-Chi over here on his world. You got mm-hmm. um, the Eternals over here on this other one. You know, I'm like... That's as fan theories go. I think that one's got some interesting potential, especially with you know okay. Kang in play now. So then, my question to you is: Does Ant Man and the Wasp in any way set up a Micronauts film? Um, not directly, <laughs> but it certainly could. I kept waiting to see Bug show up, and I'll ruin that for you. He doesn't, and I was a little disappointed. I mean, I thought that was such an easy get Damn for that it. movie. It was such an easy get because he's an original character. He could have been in it for Bug or Baron Carza to be. Yeah, no, sorry, and it's not. That's not happening. But um, yeah, I'm not interested in it. All right, I'm sorry. Um, I will say, and I, I said it well, last. I, I was watching it. It was like. They could set up the microverse, but yeah, anyway. I said it last time. Knowing that that would never happen. Yeah, they'd have to relicense all that yeah. um, or buy it outright at this point. I guess they could do that. Um, Disney, how hard could that be? You, 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 you know two things, <laughs> animation and toys. That's right in your wheelhouse. Um, I said last time. Uh, I thought Jonathan Majors was going to be a huge star, and I, and in the last three weeks I've seen him in Quantumania and Creed three. And the dude is amazing. I just, he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, Michael B. Jordan already is in my opinion. And he stood toe to toe with Michael B. Jordan and they could do a, a spinoff of Creed about his character and I'd go see it. So anyway. Okay. Although they may have already done that with the movie penitentiary, but that's just another story. Um, Sorry. Spoilers. Um, a guy who looks like Sugar Ray Leonard a little bit, but bigger for that guy. Leon Isaac Kennedy. There we go. I've seen, I there think I've go. seen all of the penitentiary movies and that's hours of my life. I'll never get back. I love a good boxing movie. I don't know why. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good with that. So... Um, we, yeah, we're doing leadership training at work. Uh, I, I'm only doing this and uh, every, uh, I hate it just to you know, get that out there. I, I'm really not enjoying it. <laughs> Is this the same training you were undergoing because, a month so, ago? Is it still continuing? Oh, it's a whole year. It's a whole year. Oh no. And, uh, and they gave us a reading assignment and it's a book and it's like the four keys to this and then each of the four keys has three or four bullet points underneath it and I, i'm only doing it because like i've got the reading here on my desk and was doing it before we came on and it's like the seven signs you're a good this the ten signs you're a good like it's like fuck 
they went and they cut up like every Cosmo episode for the surveys, you know, <laughs> 10 questions to find out if he's cheating on you. Are you a good leader? Here's 10 things to ask yourself. And the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole class is based around listicles. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It feels that way some days. Oh. I mean, the whole, I, and I, I was asked, it's like, what do you think? I go, it's kind of shotgun. It's like, okay, you know, you have to change. Okay, great. We have to change. And here's five different ways that you can manage change. Hey, here's a thought. You're in charge of the class. Why don't you narrow it down to the better one? <laughs> you know? So for an hour, you, you sit here on, in, a, in, a, in a video call while some guy throws, uh, launches bullet points at you. And I may have made this joke last time. It's easier to be an alcoholic because there's just 12 <laughs> steps and they, they don't change. <laughs> you did because then I threw my, that's how we ended last time. I threw my Eddie Rabbit joke at the end. Yeah. Um, that is right. Yeah. No, you're right though. I mean, there's nothing worse than like bullet point training. It's just, oh, it's lazy. We should come up with our own list and become consultants. I mean, I, we could do that. It shouldn't be hard. You just need uh, four pillars, four truths. Have four truths. So to each truth, there needs to be, uh, you know, ten or twelve subsections. We could, we could, um, you know, really set ourselves. We could set ourselves apart and do a rhombus. Ooh, the leadership rhombus. The rhombus rumba. Dance your way the to, reorganization to the reorganization rhombus. The reorg rhombus, yes. <laughs> That's copyright 2023 Slurp Toast. Thank you. Goddamn right, yeah. If we find you people copying we, we, us. We, we are litigious. Soon. Just bear that in mind. Yes. <laughs> Not afraid of court. Not afraid of you. Not afraid of your lawyers. I have my own. We have one. That's right. We have in-house counsel. There we go. So flash back to your days of fighting unemployment claims. <laughs> one of my favorite things of all time. Go for it. Guy who got hurt, okay, three or four years ago. And he continues to find ways to reopen his claim. And so now we've, after three or four years of this, they're finally getting to the point of just saying, what's it going to take to make you go away? Um, and he, so they made him an offer. He rejected the offer. He went to the courts and our lawyer told us that, yeah, he'll do this, hoping to get a really liberal, you know, plaintiff friendly lawyer so he can get more money. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, we're not sure where it stands. He pulled, you know, judge X, who is the most conservative judge on the, <laughs> or the most, you know, uh, defendant friendly, uh, friendly. And so they think that they get to challenge that once and they may, you know, like reach into the bag on prices, right? <laughs> no, Bob, take my chip and grab another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun when that shit backfires on them too. I'm not going to lie. Well, this guy, I, I got to, this is one of the first depositions I sat in on and he had hurt his shoulders and, you know, he's sitting there, he's telling the judge, he's like, well, oh, 
you know, on my shoulders. And I, I, if I hold my arms up, I, I you know, like I get numb and, uh, you know, it's affecting my ability to like, go out and play with my kids. And then this is how he kind of goes. He's like, and then, you know, it's also affected, you know, um, you know, relations, uh, you know, with my wife. <laughs> so there's that. And then, then nobody actually responded to it. <laughs> I didn't look up. My attorney didn't say anything. His was sitting there like answering her own emails, right? Oh, so I asked the attorney afterwards, I go, so is it common for guys to try that? She goes, men try it all the time. They think it'll get them sympathy. And I go, does it work? She's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Loss of consortium, it's called. Yes. He just couldn't have, you know. He couldn't have consortium. Um, <laughs> couldn't have consortium. No consortium on consortium. consortium. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that's the part of the job I just totally dig. Is, is <laughs> I used to love now hosting work, them on their own petards, man. There was nothing like it. You know, it is fun to watch. This. Some we we, <laughs> we had somebody who like got into a car accident, right, and uh, damaged a car to the tune of I think it fifteen thousand dollars, right? And so the, the company said. Yeah, it's totaled the car, basically. Said, well, here's $25,000. that will take care of your car. Uh, she comes back. I want $500,000. <laughs> so our, our lawyer's like, we'll give you twenty five, <laughs> And they're like, you just watch CaseNet. Lawsuit's coming, buddy. We're like, okay. Because <laughs> you have to burn a proof is on you. You got to produce five hundred thousand dollars of medical bills, right? <laughs> uh, I used to work for a plaintiff yeah. lawyer. They can, they can be, they can come on. They can be facilitated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. Well, we had one case where the plaintiff's attorney wrote us a letter trying to, we're going to sue you for X number of dollars, and the courts are very, very sympathetic to plaintiffs, and it'll exceed your, you know, Deductible. it'll exceed your, your liability. Yeah. And our lawyer is like, he's going to ask if you received that letter. I go, did I? She goes, did you? I'm like, yeah, you sent it to me. She goes, I, she goes he's going to ask if you received it, and you answer what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, sorry, just digressed. That's all right. I'm 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 opening up my what's on your desk. Ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, Howard the Duck. Yes, yes. I haven't opened it yet. I had that in my hands one day at Target, and I just kind of walked back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not doing it. Not today. <laughs> I saw it. I picked it up. I put it in the basket. Laura looked at me, and I said, I'm taking this home. Thank you. Moral imperative. Exactly. Um, I'm digging the new packaging. It's pretty easy to open up. Oh, cool. All right, so let's see. It's, and then they come individually wrapped in these little, like, animal cracker bags. 
Never seen one of these unboxed because everybody's afraid to fuck up the box. I don't care. That's kind of fun. I used the old knife, sliced the tape. It's not that hard, kids. What? What? Yep. That's a winner. Oh, his arms are articulated. Look at that. Nice. That's a good duck. Any accessories? Yes. Obviously a cigar. Uh, uh no, or no, 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 no. Paul Rudd's head in a jar. Paul Rudd's head in a jar right here. Hang on. Again, they're all individually wrapped. Paul Rudd's head in a jar. Nice. The jar comes off of Paul Rudd's oh. head. Either that or mine's broken. I don't know which. Um, It'll never age that way. True. He can run for president. Like the real Paul Rudd. He'll <laughs> never age. Can you see how that's cool? That's very cool. There we go. Yeah, you can put him in with the monkeys. Yeah. Oh, there, wait. There's the there's the build a figure piece. So whose arm did you get? I got a torso. <laughs> Ooh, for Kanchu. Oh, nice. <laughs> it is very cool. I would actually buy the pieces to make Kanchu. Um, I had. That skull around here somewhere. I don't know where it went. If it's still on here. Yeah, so Conchu's body. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So that's my what's on my desk this week. Oh, and here's the, the box opens up very neatly. Look. Piece of tape here. Piece of tape here. Pop it open, slide it out. I don't know what the big deal is. You throw in the trash. Oh, uh, you can't see. You can't see the figure. That, the big deal is you can't see the figure. No, I get that. I was like, that was like I said, the first one of those I've I've bought since they repackaged them. Uh, well, you know, I've watched some of those unboxings, and not, I haven't seen one of those yet. But you know, I'm pretty sure it's like, well, you know, we don't know if we're going to get good paint or bad paint, and it's, it's just, you're going to get the toy that you want, dude. <laughs> Apparently, Paul Rudd's head in the jar is a choking hazard, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, so that's, yeah, I've been, I've been sitting on that until we record it again. Cause... That's pretty cool. It's at so least we'll do... cooler than the movie. Um... <laughs> then the, which, the... Howard the Duck movie. That was bad. <laughs> it was. We saw it in a theater. Mm-hmm. No, that is a good-looking figure. I like that a lot. A web- Every now and again, they, little, they, they knock them out. Little web little feet. Peg holes. Little peg holes, mm-hmm. little web feet. Sporting his little three-piece suit. His fedora. It is the, nice. It is the Seth Green version of Howard, or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's life-size. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm moving the monkeys. All right. I will go to the thing that is desk adjacent then. All right. What you got? Um, so Lego made the Starry Night kit, mm-hmm. which is this three-dimensional. And I, I've got that on the desk. Actually, it sits on the desk behind the computers. So I'm always looking at Starry Night. Nice. Um, but like one of my all-time favorite pieces of art is Hokusai's The Great Wave. Oh, Wow. So this is what they. There we go. Is that all Lego? 
All Lego, baby. That's amazing. Frame and all. The frame is Lego, too? Oh, yeah. The whole thing is Lego. Oh, wow. And so you've got a little three-dimensionality there. That's very cool. Now, so yeah, how many of so, those, like, great works of arts, great works of art that you can do in Lego are there? I mean, you've mentioned Starry you know, Night and that one. Are there, are there others? Those are the only two I've seen. And um, I have them. They do. <laughs> they could do Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> it's just random <laughs> pieces uh, of Legos. Whatever they call the dots. Yeah, just <laughs> random dots. You could do the random shapes and everything do. else. You could just throw random Legos on a on a base. Yeah, I don't know how many they, they are going to do. We saw that at Target. And, you know, Kristen's like, do you want it? And I was like, I, I go, I'm going to get it eventually. Yes. It, it doesn't have to be today because there's only one on the shelf. And it was like, fine, put it in the cart. Twist my arm. Twist my arm. Um, so yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I've seen some people who have like Lego ideas done like, um, uh, Van Gogh's sunflowers mm -hmm. where some, they were actually kind of three dimensional. Those might be kind of cool. You know, my one gripe about the starry night piece is that it comes out too far. Um, it extends out away from the frame, like about two and a half inches. So there's a risk of pieces getting knocked off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they and, and it's like they even added like a whole bunch of <coughs> houses behind one of the trees, you know, that aren't in the painting. All right. So artistic you look license, at it and you, a little artistic license. So I look at it and go, I understand you have to kind of build that up, but I, I think you probably could have, because this one only extends out like two or three bricks out past the the frame right so yeah, it's, it's tell. very it was... self-contained and uh it's just i mean it was a fun build i enjoyed you know putting it together and and all that stuff and i can't wait to get it up on the walls so you know cool. people come home to have that fine lego art because <laughs> uh, that's what i do and of course when i'm bored i actually uh in many figures make different artists <laughs> so wow so we have jackson pollock here right with the little drunk face pablo picasso uh these two i'm very proud of that's frida Kahlo and her boyfriend diego rivera right right i see the They're unibrow like finding that little that, the unibrow on one and then the uh the the really drunk looking thing <laughs> here's my van gogh right nice uh, salvador. salvador dolly Magritte. yeah Guesses? Uh, Warhol? You got it. Piet Mondrian? Okay. I wouldn't have gotten that one, uh, but okay. Uh, Rasputin? This one here is, no, it is Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo, who oh, looks like Rasputin. That's true. Uh, <laughs> modern glass artist, Dale Chihuly. Wow. Giacometto. Oops. You broke him. Oh, yeah. A uh, little drunkard, uh, Toulouse-Lautrec. <laughs> With little stubby half legs. <laughs> wow. So your college education did not go to waste. No. Uh, <laughs> there's even uh, Banksy. <laughs> Where? 
Oh, right there. Nice. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were just saying that and he wasn't actually there. Um. No, man, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, over on this group, I'm still, these are kind of just miscellaneous. Uh, we've got Monet, Manet, Day of the Dead, Bob Ross, <coughs> Tolstoy. This is the writer's block. <laughs> you got Hunter there in the Here, front. You guess this one? Hunter S. <laughs> that's an easy, that's a gimme. That's the bacon. It's the bacon. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think I found the pieces to do Oscar Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Faye playset. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so that's I will awesome, do my dude. own, on my own set of minifigures. Um, the Warhol one was fun. I found the hair, and, and then I kept putting, like, heads on it. Mm -hmm. And I finally go, you know what? It's Warhol. And I found just a peg that's undersized from a minifigure head, just like a yellow brick or whatever. Uh -huh. Plopped that head on it, and I was like, doesn't even need a face. It's Warhol. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't find a soup can for a head. Um. <gasps> Damn it! <laughs> I'm going to look now, you know. <laughs> this they is what I'm here for. Kit. I'm the bad angel. I'm the devil on your shoulder. We've established that. Oh, man. Because I'm trying to figure out, I would like to do Gustav Klimt, who did like the, the gold, the kiss, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Oscar Wilde is on there. Uh, I, can do a, I can do a Twain, Mark Twain. Here's the funny part. There's like uh, Whistler. Stieglitz, because I thought if I did Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera, I should do Georgia O'Keeffe and Stieglitz. Georgia O'Keeffe, I could do a Demogorgon thing that looks like a vagina and put a cowboy hat on it <laughs> and a skirt. <laughs> nice. But Stieglitz, Mark Twain, and uh, Whistler all look the same. It's like they all have the same hair. So you spy, <laughs> like, oh. once you figure it out, you just repeat it twice. Yeah, exactly. You sit there going, "How do I say that this is that guy?" When I'm willing to bet no Pollock one's going to argue with you. The, the Pollock was fun because I did the Lego cop one that has like the scribbled on eyes. <laughs> I was like, "He was a drunk." It makes sense. <laughs> it's a little, little splattery. A little splattery. That's yeah. funny. Those are awesome, dude. I'm impressed. Thank you. Yes, it's one of my many my mini hobby excursions that like goes off into the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with your work, as you know. I'm not I'm not surprised that this is happening. So at work I actually uh, I I don't know why. Uh, I've been working on I, I drew a picture of Van Gogh just out of the blue. It's like, I'm going to draw Van Gogh today because I need a break. So I drew this little picture of Van Gogh. <clears throat> and for Slurp Shop, I'm actually preparing another batch of like t-shirt designs to upload. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm calling them quotables and where I find sort of a semi-ridiculous quote from a famous person, mm -hmm. you know? So I found one by, by Abraham Lincoln that, that says, uh, people complain you look bad in a photograph. Well, sometimes that's just how your face looks. <laughs> and you sit there, you read something like that, you're like, no, he didn't say that. Well, so I, you know, cross-connect them. Um, 
But for Van Gogh, I found a quote that just said, you know, you find stuff that's like uh, embellish the the vague or make the, you know, it's something weird. But I found one that just said, the sunflower is mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I've got this, you know, kind of sad, mopey looking Van Gogh with the quote next to him, the sunflower is mine. That's and because awesome. the, it's actually this. Yeah, the sentence is sunflower is mine, comma, in a way. I just left out in a way and the well, sunflower yeah. is mine, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's how quotes work. Uh-huh. Uh, and I thought the only thing I could do better for that would be draw Van Gogh with like a knife in his hand. Um, a bloody as knife. As if he was, the sunflower is mine and he's going to take you Shank out you. for it. I'd be good. That would be good. It worked on a lot so, of levels. Yeah. It would work on a lot of levels. So this the idea is I may try and find more fun quotes from, from artists and just do little one-off illustrations. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'd wear a T-shirt, Van Gogh, that says the sunflower is mine. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I'd wear that to a goddamn museum. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably get a lot of questions about where it could be purchased, too. I think you might <laughs> go to work to a fucking Van Gogh exhibit and just watch the money roll in. Yeah. Where'd that shirt come from? Is that the lobby? <laughs> no, it's online. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a card. QR code. Here's Bleep. a card. <laughs> I, uh, can I borrow your, uh, your hashtag this weekend? We're going to Culture New bitches. Where are you going? We're going to, uh, <laughs> New Orleans. Fun. Yeah. Fun, fun. Yeah. I discovered today there's a, an Ignatius Riley statue on Canal, which I will be taking my picture with. Hell to the yeah. It's right at Canal in Bourbon, man. And I had to explain oh, to my hell. 19-year-old son who that was and why I wanted to take a picture with a statue of a fictional character. I'm like, it's just got to be done. Mongoloid Esquire. <laughs> I'm like, you should read that book. In fact, now I'm thinking I'm going to reread that book, and I don't do that very often, but I think after a, after a few days in New Orleans and a picture with the statue, the book will be coming off the shelf next week. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes, and, and beware that, that minks mink off. That... <laughs> uh, yeah. Myrna mink off. There That's we go. it. That's it. Yeah, we're the boys have never been to New Orleans, so we're going to take the family trip to New Orleans and uh, – Pray for our, all of our safe return because I can't guarantee it. Those oh. two knuckleheads. Um, <laughs> you tell you, hey, you can't you go down it? that alley. You can't go down that alley. Okay, this is not San Diego. They're not friendly. No, they're not friendlies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen anything about hotels for Comic Con? Yeah. No, I have not. I've been keeping an eye out okay, for good. it. Um, I've not. Okay. They were pushing WonderCon pretty hard. Um, I figured that once WonderCon's over, then they'll yeah, probably hopefully move on. Yeah. Because, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's a crapshoot. You just base you don't, it's not like you sign up for the hotel the first day. You put in your application and hope for the best. And then they contact you and say, hey, want to stay at the Hilton Baymont or Bayfront? And you go, yes, please. Yes. No walking. I, yes, please. I stayed at the uh, Hyatt Grand Grand Hyatt down there. Is that the one, one right year? next to the convention center where we saw so Hilton's the, on one side? Uh, Bayfront Hilton's the Hilton. one. Hilton's the one where we always just do the, the press stuff. 
Sure. Right. The 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 Grand Hyatt. It's where Funko has fun days. Okay. <clears throat> and I managed to get in there one year. Well, that made it nice for mean, you. Oh my God, it was wonderful. You go to the event, you go back to your room and use the bathroom, not a public toilet like a peon. <laughs> and then you you drop off your stuff and you go back to the lobby and and drink some more with your friends. Nice. Um, that was that actually was very nice. A uh, little pricey, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was nice to be able to just basically walk down in the morning and then just walk over. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. I mean, like staying at the Hard Rock would be like that. Yeah. Or any of those right there. Right there. Across there. From. Yeah. Any one of those would be cool. So I'm thinking that hopefully they'll do it. And if uh, you and I get in there and get a bunch of browsers open, yeah. <laughs> we could put in. And then if one of us gets a good hotel, we'll just, you know, do whatever we need to yeah. do at that point. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Old men in their CPAPs at Comic-Con. It's coming to a podcast near you soon. I went to I went to Tampa this week for a for a work conference and that was the first time I traveled like on a plane with the CPAP so that was fun and uh, probably take it out prompt they didn't make me take it out nice um, either way nice. I'd like one way surely someone I didn't even think about it the, when I was leaving Austin I was like I didn't even think about it it was in my backpack and mm-hmm. nothing on the way back I'm like these guys will catch it nope. Did you um, see, like, I actually bought, like, a lunch sack, an insulated lunch sack that I can break it all down and put it into, and it basically ends up being only, like, you know, about the size of a half a loaf of bread. I put it in the case it came with and just threw the mask in a Ziploc and threw it on top of it. And, and my, you know that big backpack I have? Okay. It, okay. That case slotted right perfectly into one of those pockets, and so it was actually the right size. Um, but I did think about what you told me that, and I was like, hmm, maybe if I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling with it, that's the way to go. But, you know, I wasn't that ambitious this time. And then, yeah. I prob- then I, like I said, I fell asleep watching Wakanda forever, and I hadn't bothered to set it all up before I went to bed, or before I before I sat down to the movie, and then I woke up, and I'm like, I'll to hell with it. And, man, I knew I wasn't wearing it. That's the first time, like, I was like, oh, I kept waking up, and like, oh, yeah, okay. So the next day, I was like, let's get this set up now. Um, yeah. 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 I, uh, I have my, I had my annual visit with the pulmonologist, pulmonarius, pulmonology. I like pulmonarist. I like that a lot. Pulmonarist. Yeah. Sounds like he tells the future. <laughs> um, but anyway, he, uh, you know, I, these, these appointments are 15 minutes max. And this time I decided to time it. <laughs> so I walk into his office at like two minutes till my appointment time. I walked out. 14 minutes later. Wow. Was you it like, you're still wearing it? Yep. Okay. See you next year. How you sleep? Ah, uh, sleeping good. What do you like it? No, I hate it still, Doc. Really? You're going to have to get over that. I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like uh, breathing, and I like sleeping. We, we can leave it there. Yeah, but I hate wearing a scuba mask to bed. Yeah, I think that's what I was the other night when I when I woke up from my nap and realized I hadn't set it up. And I, I started, I got up and I took it out of my backpack and I opened up the case and I went, to hell with this tonight. I'm not, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> went to a safety breakfast because our, we won an award for safety. And at the beginning of the meeting, they're like, okay, I just want to go over a few safety things for us. Uh, just in case anybody is wondering where the AED is, and I'm sitting next to our safety director. And I, I look over him, I go, right here, Dave. AED is right here. <laughs> Because, because it doesn't do anybody any good. I go, does me a world of good. The rest of y'all are on your own. <laughs> B-Y-O-A-E-D. B-Y-O-A-E-D. <laughs> Every now and get a doctor will take, you know, they do the breathe deep, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. So I'm sitting there once, and the doctor landed the stethoscope right on top of the pacemaker. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went, because <laughs> he goes, breathe in. And you could tell there was this panic because there was no heartbeat. <laughs> no breathing sounds, no heartbeat. I mean, she landed right on top of it. <laughs> Are you a ghoul or a zombie? <laughs> I'm a revenant. <laughs> I, I told the boys we were going to take, uh, we're not going to go, we're going to, we're going to get off a of 10 in Lafayette and take 90 to New Orleans. Cause a, I want to take the Dave Robichaux route and B, they both just watch true detective. So I'm like, we'll get a, we'll get a, a true detective feel if we go that way. And I won't have to deal with the basin bridge and all that nonsense. There so, you go. Yeah. Go through on the uh, airline highway. Yeah. And now if this was a Robichaux book, this is two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I jumped on the air. Rolled it into the big sleazy. <laughs> Rolled into the big sleazy. I jumped on, yeah, I jumped on airline and made my way to Lafayette. Passed all the hot Dude, pillow a joints. Five minute drive. <laughs> Passed all the hot pillow joints in the in the spirits of the boys in butternuts. <laughs> and the ghosts of all the crime, all the rich people in New Iberia I've put in the ground. <laughs> They haunt me as they I'm chewing me. on the ice in my Dr. Pepper with cherries and an orange. Just like whatever Big Mac or whatever his dad was called, Big Row or, you know, <laughs> working the oil rigs in the swamp and nice. cutting through the islands. <laughs> and the rig went down and took him with him. And, and yeah. And I got, I a, three, and I got a three legged raccoon. The end. Um, sorry. end. I, I was telling somebody about how you and I read. I, me and a buddy of mine, we read the same detective books, and every now and again, we just kind of riff in the style of one of the books. <laughs> and so the smell of the spring and the storm on the swamp and the green mating in the pond and the, you know, the bougainvilleas. The and fish the spawning downstream. Yeah, the and, green are always spawning. And the, it's what they do. They go the to New Iberia. shadows on the <sighs> cypress over the Bayou Tesh. <laughs> <laughs> And Cleet comes over and we put sand in everybody's gears. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Nobleman. It's the Bobsy Twins from this first district. <laughs> Full tilt boogie, baby. <laughs> I was trying to explain the math in a Spencer novel. <laughs> I go, he, he's a veteran of the war. And they're like, Afghanistan? I'm like, Korea. <laughs> like, so how old is Because they were talking about the Mark Wahlberg movie. Right. right. Like, well, it's the book he's based on, I mean, he was a 
Korean war vet. And he's like, well, that'd make him like, I know, 75, 80 years old. Yeah. We've done the math. <laughs> we, Henry, we, the ones that Charlie is like 110. <laughs> yeah. When and we realized Nelson Spencer was, when we realized Spencer was my dad's age, that was when the magic was going. Belson and Quirk, the worst cops ever. They've been on the force for 40 years and never promoted. <laughs> well, it's because Spencer they, always solves they, their cases for them. True. And that gay <laughs> DA who works for the state, he's always got shit going on. <laughs> I wanted I wanted Cholo book. Oh wait, he's dead. Never mind. Parker's dead. All. Oh, like it was the, six uh, kill. Six kill. Yeah, <laughs> all like the, the all the all the killers that Spencer knows <laughs> came Hawk, to protect his shot-up ass <laughs> against the gray man. Isn't that it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you should. We should be more specific. It was every like racial. That's true. Tough guy. That's true. Hawk and, and Cholo. Cholo. And the gay cop from the DA's office. Right, yeah. 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 (laughs) And they all talked around in tough guy cliches. It was this far above a Stallone movie. (laughs) It was the Expendables. (laughs) It really was. The seven Expendables. (laughs) Oh, dear. Magnificent Expendables. Oh. Lee Van Cleef and James Coburn and Ernest Borgnine Charles Bronson playing a Mexican Indian Carl Malden for reasons no one understands that's right wasn't he like the slick gunslinger like the, the Leonardo Di- God oh yeah God, I forget oh Jesus God um Jesus. It's a bad setup. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, have you ever read The Authority? The comic? Oh, no, no, I have not. I grabbed one of those yesterday. I was looking for something to read. But I, I, I read a whole Elmore Leonard. A whole Elmore Leonard, by the way. <laughs> oh, my trip. <laughs> it was a collection of short stories, so that was a quick read. Um, but uh, I, I really... Hope Warren Ellis keeps up with his drug dealer on a regular basis because I don't know what he's smoking, but that's some weird shit, man. And, and then Graham Morrison are freebasing off each other's dicks. <laughs> well, there's a visual I never needed to have. And now you do. Oh, and I can't unsee that. Um, but here's the funny thing. So the first collection, you know, Ellis created this concept. He did it with Brian Hitch, right? So pretty okay. trippy narrative hitch's art is pretty straightforward i mean relatively speaking yeah right got it so volume two i grabbed that after dinner when it, before i came in here apparently ellis handed it off to mark miller or millar i'm never sure how to pronounce it oh good so it got a little of the ultraviolet <laughs> and, and <laughs> uh, quietly is doing the art it's like i'm looking at that going well that doesn't even look like remotely the same characters this ought to be interesting <laughs> We're going from the esoteric uh, British, you know, shaman to to the uh-huh. droogs here. This ought to be good. <laughs> uh-huh. so everybody looks puffy and kind of... And they all have weird hair. Weird hair, weird mouths. They all look like puckers. <laughs> it's just... It's like 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 uh, John Romita Jr.'s art, like, melted, like it was a candle and melted. 
and just left behind fine scratches. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't hate his artwork. It's just so different from Hitch to read them like back to back. Like, that is a huge switch of, of both of, writer you know, and artist. I mean, just it's it's a yeah. whole new book. Yeah, it really kind of is. It really kind of is. So I haven't started that volume two yet, but I will after we, you and I are done. I'll let you know. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that would be. I opened it up and I'm like, oh my, because there was like a splash page <laughs> of the Superman analog and it's like, like head and chest, you know, and he's like sun rays coming off of his face and it's all quietly in there. I'm like, okay, this doesn't even look the same. All right. Yeah. Quiet. I like quietly's art. Yeah, um, I do too. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. It's just. No, but if you're not, if you're not, if you, if you haven't seen it before, you're going to be kind of like, it's, it's weird because it, it's, it's clean and ugly and beautiful at the same time. And it might be the perfect art for a Mark Miller story. Millar. Is it Miller so. or Millar? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't either. Well, we're going with Miller because I'm. Well, Ramita did kick ass. That's so. true. That's true. That might be. Yeah. See, I'm not, not that far off. No. And I like I like I, I've always liked uh, Ramita's art, uh, his later stuff, um, his X Men stuff was kind of eh, because I always felt that he had a, a really good sense of storytelling. So his art without words actually did a really nice job of kind of telling the story from the different angles and moving your eye around the page. Yeah, um, not like a Jim Lee line fest. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of some of his. Some of uh, Romita Jr.'s like Daredevil stuff was like that, like because that yeah, that cool. stuff is always so frenetic and kinetic. It's a, to be able to like mm-hmm. tell the story with it moving, you know. Yeah, I guess. And, you, I and guess yet you. it's still fairly clean yeah. that you register the action. Yeah. Um, I mean, he does a little set pieces and kind of stock drawings and stuff. I saw him at Comic Con last year, and I, I should have stopped. I didn't. It was before the show opened. So I didn't really feel like I should stop him and, you know, not let him go into the show. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I should have just said, oh, my God, John, you're a big fan of your art. Uh, you know, can I get a quick pick with you before you go in? And I got a pick with him and then said, thanks. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Like I said, big fan of your art. Yeah. No, I'm not going to come inside and pay you 50 bucks to sign anything. <laughs> well, it's like that first year we went when I turned around and Frank Miller was standing right behind me. That was so funny because I, I tell somebody, I go, here Bruce and I are, in a, are just walking through the show. And I was like, man, it'd be really cool to like come around a corner and see Art Adams. And we come around a corner and there's Art Adams. So now we're in line to get like something drawn by Art Adams. And Bruce goes, oh, it'd be really cool. Like Frank Miller walked by. And then this little guy walks up between me and Bruce and says, hey, can I squeeze through? And we're like, it's Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah. And you remember we saw Dana Gould? Dr. Z himself that year? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. For the next episode, let's do some more follows, okay? Start putting a list. Okay, of, yeah. I've got a yeah, few to add, and uh, yeah. So we'll do that next time. And I'll also, I've got most of your uh, your uh, next watch list put together. I'll, I'll have that for you next time, too. Cool. <laughs> I'm ready for the butler did it. <laughs> Kristen is like, are you really doing this again? I'm like, yeah, why? Why not? 
Content, baby. Yeah. Content is king. It's yeah, it's content is king. Let's go with that. I'll have it so there's graphics so I can like have a list and we'll just present them. <laughs> you want how many do you want? You want ten or do you want twelve? What, 12? 12. 12. 12. 12 I, did, I did 12 days of Liam. I'll do 12 days of Butler. All right, you got it. I'll, I'll have a graphic so I can go, this is your first one, and then I'll just drop them in. Boom, 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 boom. All right, I will watch them and, and give them a a legitimate review. And then see them when we get ready to do the, uh, the, the conversation around it, since I know we're doing it, I can have the movie posters in a slideshow. <laughs> Like I did with the Van Halen stuff. There we go. Also, I think on our next episode, um, if I can put it together, we're going to have Chris Smith on to talk about his new book. Oh, fun. Yeah. I texted him after our last conversation, after our last episode, and he said he would love to. I think the book comes out at the end of the month, so I'm going to try and get him on in a couple of weeks when we do the next one. So we'll have another guest. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm curious to talk to him about self-publishing. I know he's... I think he'd be better. I, I think he, I like John. I, John's John's a good guy, but boy, he really just wanted to make his points about wrestling, and there was no getting him off those points. We uh, <laughs> we will be able to get Chris sidetracked. I have no no doubt about that. Uh, yeah. Oh hell yeah! So yeah, we'll get him on next time to talk about his the book. oil and gas punk rocker. Oh, he is metal <laughs> is the one true way, man. He's like the Mandalorian of metal. Um, and I think that's how I'm going to introduce him next time, and he won't know it. The Mandalorian of metal. Yeah, I need to write that down. Metal is the way. Right. So that's all I had. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I just uh, a little, a little tired. All right. Well, uh, we can wrap this up, and you can go to sleep. And then I'm going to uh, edit this and throw it up, and then uh, probably start. Repacking because we leave Saturday morning at like six because it's nine hours from here to New Orleans. Yuck. I'm not used to it taking that long <laughs> to get to New Orleans. You just, yeah, just it's only Jumbled. two paragraphs, two two sentences. <laughs> I jumped on the airline highway and was back in the fifth district. No, no, <laughs> no, no, you no. You had to drive through a lot of shit to you get went there. Through Homa and. <laughs> Booty. Um, I looked at the map today. Morgan City. You left New Iberia. You left New Iberia. Did I tell you that I, I'm sitting there, my phone dings, and it's Ann Steffens. That was Ann. And she she was fine. She's fine. But she's she was in uh, Port Sulphur. That's where I was born. I know. She goes, I, 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 I looked down, ding. Have you ever been to Port Sulphur? And I'm like, no, but Bruce was born there. <laughs> I, go, I go, why are you there? That's a good question. She's more importantly, she's is it still there? Somebody. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess she's dating somebody who is, or at the time, was dating somebody who's like into fly fishing or kind of and was fishing the 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 Gulf. Okay. So that's why she was in Port Sulphur. And I was like, you know, any further east and you are in the Gulf. <laughs> <laughs> I I had some real doubts that, that city still existed after the hurricanes of late. Because uh, well, it was underwater. Because I, I wrote to her, I was like, well, Bruce was born there. And she's like, where? <laughs> I don't know. There's a hospital there. There something. was. I have a birth certificate. I may not be able to get a copy of it anymore, but I have one. <laughs> 
<laughs> to hear my mom tell it, and this is probably true based on where it is, the hospital was on one side of the river, and they lived on the other, and there was a drawbridge was the only way across. So there was some real concern about being able to get to the hospital if and when the time came. Delayed <laughs> the, by a shrimp boat. <laughs> the barges were coming through. They were screwed. <laughs> Lucky I'm not named Forrest. Um <laughs> Oh, so yeah, it was just a, it that's was just, funny. It was like out of the blue, and you just like that I know where is, it is random How as hell. You? <laughs> you know, wow. Would have asked her to get me a copy of my birth certificate. Um, <laughs> should have asked. Yeah, find it out. Check with him, please. <laughs> <laughs> we need some proof of life I here. I believe it's it's fi- it's filed under his father's name, Big Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, that's just what we call him. Never mind. <laughs> Dave and Mama Jane. Eh, that should get you there. <laughs> probably work. It's South Louisiana. It's probably how it's filed. I think I left that time you, you were talking about setting up an office in, was it Bro Bridge, where, like, you called and you could tell that basically they were just handing the phone to each other. You were trying to license one of your, your medical offices. Yeah, yeah, we did. Actually, it was, it was like, a Bruce Art. Bruce Art, yeah. <laughs> Bruce yeah. Art. So yeah, Big Dave and Mama Jane. They're probably some old ladies. Like I know them. Oh my god, how they is? How they is? Man, man, how they doing them? Man, exactly. I got somebody chastised me for going for using come see the other day because I was I needed Frank. I go Frank, come see, come see, and they're like, "Could you be a little nicer?" I'm like. What? <laughs> Come see. That's I polite. Like, I go. I go. I went to high school in a place where that was just a, a colloquialism. It's Come see. Come see. Yeah. It means come here. It doesn't mean anything bad. It's not like you're, you're demanding that. They, yeah, you're not calling them on the carpet. Just you know, come see. <laughs> it's not, there's not a comma between the two words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's> just, <laughs> Might actually be one word. <laughs> could be. We're it could actually it be a French word. French. <laughs> it <Yeah>. probably is. <laughs> and so it's C O M S U I with a dot at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, on top. Something on top of the E. I don't know. Bonsoir. Laura said, "What do you want? Is there anything you want to do on this trip?" I said, "I have two. I want to. I want to get a po' boy at old time when we're going to Lafayette on the way. That'll be lunch, and on the way back, we're to stop and get a pizza at Dino's. That's all." You can plan the rest of it. I don't care. Okay, then. That's all I want. I got two things I want. Some food mm-hmm. I need to eat. <laughs> keep my yeah, ch- keep that'll my- work. Yeah, I think we're going to do a, a, a cemetery tour with the, because my, my goth children want to do, you know, voodoo, cemeteries, vampires, all that kind of shit. So. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, this won't be a, that tourist voodoo. This would be real shit. That's <laughs> right. Papa Shango shit. <laughs> <laughs> the black shit starts coming out of your eyes. You know it's real. <laughs> Papa Shango shit. That is amazing. Thank you. That is perfect. I think that's how we end. Okay. I don't think we're going to do any better than that. All right, that's uh, it. That's episode right. 56. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye, <everybody. laughs>